0: hello everybody hope you're all doing well this is my podcast today about bailiffs um I know obviously there's a lot of you on the debt pages that probably know a bit about bailiffs maybe some of you have had them um fear them obviously everybody probably fears them but I thought I'd do a little bit of a blog about them because I think it's just good to kind of voice it get it out there um Because there are a few people that have asked me things about bailiffs, and um, I think it's good to just kind of vocalise it and say it so people know. So I have had bailiffs coming round. I've had them three times um, for the same matter. Um, Sorry, I tell a lie. Well, two times. um, Three times for one matter and one time for another matter. So... um, The first time was years ago when I had a provident loan and that's now in the step change. But long story cut short, um, the provident loan went into default and they they sent bailiffs around. Um, I wasn't in for this for this one. So when they come around, they come around a couple times and I actually missed them. Um, It was beautiful. It was just like fate hadn't wanted me there. I got the little slip that they leave through the door. So I rang up um it was I think because I was in the early stages um there were obviously they send people round but they just added more to my debt so they when the bailiff comes round they charge you a coming round fee so in the end obviously that got put in a debt plan and that's part of the reason why I got myself into a debt plan because the the anxiety of that situation um but I wasn't in for that um knock at the door. And in a way, I'm kind of glad because um, it probably would have petrified me. It was petrifying enough to know that they'd been to to where I lived, let alone if I would have been in and, you know, they'd knocked on the door. Obviously, fast forward to years later. um, So by this point, everything was in step change. And there was a couple things out of step change that I had forgot to put in step change. And if you use step change, you know that I'm not going to ever diss them. They're amazing. But when you call up, it can take some time to go through things. And so I just kind of thought to myself, I'll just pay off what's not in step change rather than ring up and have to add it in because it could take forever. Like I guess I was just being lazy and I didn't want to have to kind of re-add anything in. And I guess if I'm being more honest, I felt quite embarrassed that, you know, I'd had all these debts, seven debts that are into step change and I now was going to add more into them. I felt like they'll think I've failed or they'll think I've just not learned or grown or paid attention. So I think part of me more out of my ego didn't want to add um, any more debts into step change. And I kind of just said, you know what, I'll just pay them off separately. They're not big amounts. So I will give this advice. If you get parking fines that are council related they do come after you and they come after you so quick so you sometimes uh, you know if you're gonna try and appeal them go for it but nine times out of ten they're just buggers and they're just gonna make you pay somehow some way and it's kind of the same with council tax a little bit Uh, do you know what i've just opened a kitchen cupboard and my cat's gone into it i'll just leave her um so this was um a council fine but it was actually for driving over a bridge locally where i live and it was when this bridge had first opened and you had to pay to cross it. Now, I knew that you had to pay, or I'd heard that you had to pay, but I I just made an assumption, again, stupid idea, we we can all do it, I just made an assumption that maybe uh, there was like a, a pay bridge on, so I thought, well, there's no pay bridge, so maybe they've just not set it up yet, because it was relatively quite new when everything when this bridge opened up, it was like a new thing, and locally to where I live, everyone was talking about it, you know, oh I can't believe you've got to pay, but because it was so new, I didn't really know what was going on, no one really knew what was going on, and loads of people got stung exactly like, like I did, so I got a fine, it was honestly just for 30 quid, and you know when you d- <laughs> have you ever been that broke, 30 quid is not, you can't do it and I know that's so embarrassing and I actually feel a bit like emotional even saying it because it's it's quite embarrassing to admit that I've been in a place where like I couldn't afford 30 quid and I just I just put it to the back of my mind I thought I'll probably get a month or so to pay this and I'll pay it and loads of things went wrong and when I say loads of things I mean everything you can think of um you know my car messed up, I had to write it off. Um just literally everything, just just anything that could did. And I was in a little bit of a position where I just thought to myself, you know, I've got to focus on what's important. This stupid fine for this stupid bridge can wait. And that was my attitude because I, I I'm gonna say it, I get annoyed by stuff like this. I know the government has to make its money, and if that's how it's doing it, that's fine, but Loads of people were in the same situation as me and I just thought it was really unfair. They didn't make things very clear when they first opened. So I'd kind of landed into this position where this fine was here. I knew it was here. I'm not disregarding that it's here, but I'm also not completely paying off with that much attention either. I guess sometimes when you're in debt and you've got worries... Sometimes it's the last thing on your mind, isn't it? You, you, you're struggling, you're making sure that you're eating and, you, and you're, you're keeping your head above water. You're not focusing on those little things, which actually sometimes tend to be really big things. So it, time passed, lots of time, maybe, let's say six months, actually, and I got more letters. But at this point, I was not opening mail. I had put everything into step change, but... Um, for anyone that's ever been into a DMP, what happens is, n- nine times out of ten when you go into a DMP, before that point you've probably been avoiding your debts. So you constantly get letters from places. Bear in mind I had seven debts that are point to step change, along with some others that were separate. I was getting letters like nobody's business. And by the way, I don't really get that many letters anymore, so I'm doing well. But all these letters would stress me out so much, I just stopped opening them. Now, I know that if I'm in step change, I should be more positive and I shouldn't be scared. But step change do let you know that sometimes you still get the letters for a few months and just ignore them. Sometimes you'll just get the letters until everything updates. And obviously, step change do actually send you a bill um, if you choose for that, where they give you your updates on a bill and you can go online and do it on there. So I am not opening up letters. That was my attitude back then. So this this vine had grown and grown and grown and it was it was a hundred and it was something like a hundred and forty, something along the lines of that. And then one day, <laughs> thankfully the door was locked, I heard a really loud, aggressive bang at the door. The kind of bang which, God, I can even feel my heart racing now. Like, you know when you feel your heart racing? Because the the knock is so loud at the door, and you're thinking, who the hell is that? Like, excuse my language, who's that? And I looked through the peephole, and there was two men there. They weren't big men, how you envision them like bouncers. They, You know, one of them looked like he was a Topshop model. I thought, oh, who are you? <laughs> uh, I was single at the time. Um, looking through the thing, thinking... I mean, if there was one man there, I probably would have got a bit excited, thinking, oh, maybe this is somebody I met on a night out, maybe I forgot him, but he remembered me, (laughs) must have told him where I lived, though, and that's a bit creepy, because he's come over, (laughs) Uh, but no, I mean, one of the men did not look like a bouncer, but I could see they had, like, um, those kind of (laughs) coats that they wear, you know, like, those coats that, like, traffic wardens wear, and official people wear, they had coats like that, and... They had some badges on and they waited a couple minutes. Then I snuck to the door because I, I was on my tiptoes. I snuck. But I have a little window and if they'd looked for the window, they would have saw me. But I just like crept down. Like I, can't, I couldn't believe I was even doing this. Um, now, obviously, they come in the middle of the day and I work from home anyway, but there's no way that they could have known that. So I'm thinking in my head, surely they would think I was at work. Um, and not keep hassling and knocking on the door, so they banged again, and that 's when I realized shit this is <laughs> this these are bailiffs um the door was locked thank thank the Lord, because I have heard a lot of cases where they can just let themselves in, and there 's different laws now i 'm not going to say fully what I fully know to be true or not because i i I've Googled a lot and I've done a lot of independent research and I hear very different things. But I have heard a lot of cases where if the doors open, the bailiffs will just open it themselves and say that that you let them in. Now, they do have cameras on some of them, but some of them don't. And I always find the cheeky little, excuse me, French fuckers that let themselves in, they conveniently always have their cameras off. Uh, But again, that's just random research I've done on my own to kind of find that that's what happens but um so obviously they couldn't get in no windows were open nothing and it was the daytime so I thought let's hope that they think I'm at work my heart it was beating so fast (laughs) I was so scared so panicky oh I panic that I can't like I get panic attacks and it was like the start of a panic attack when you just think (laughs) everything around you is collapsing and you just feel like this is it this is the moment you're going to stop breathing it was horrible um they they posted me a slip through the door Um, now they didn't shout they didn't do anything like that and I think the reason they didn't do it is I think they didn't want to scare me if I was to open the door because they would have known that I was a woman you know relatively young I like to think (laughs) thirties, late twenties, you know, still young, um, on my own. And I think they probably didn't want to, you know, take a risk, um, that they'd, they'd scare me too much. So the knock was very loud and aggressive. They, they left. So they posted through, I wasted a few minutes cause I don't want to, I don't want them to know that I've took it from the door thing in case they heard, And they they added more money on. So they added a charge of something like 30 quid for that visit. So it was something like 175 quid, 80 quid. Um, Anyway, um, I just... I was just in tears. I was crying. I rang... um, I had a friend at the time who... uh, He he knew a bit about stuff like this because he'd he'd been in trouble. And um, he gave me some advice... um, about what I could do but you know when you're so panicky you can't think so I just for a moment i let it go I did end. this got paid in the end because a friend lent me money which was so lovely other and I paid it back literally within like a week or two I was dead quick I paid it back um yeah this friend lent me money so I could pay it um but what I did was um Oh, so so after that, they actually came round two more times. But the same situation, my door was locked, windows were closed, and I hid. But it's it's horrible. I mean, it's absolutely horrible the feeling, and I just remember thinking, I've literally just fucked my life up. I have failed in every way. You know, I'm hiding in the house. What kind of grown-up adult does this shit? I was so angry with myself also very angry with the council I'm not gonna lie because I just thought how can you do this to people like if I'm struggling to pay 30 quid and I'm struggling to pay 50 quid then how am I gonna pay like uh, more than that and do you know what I'm just getting upset thinking about it because it just really annoys me that this is the world we have where people are struggling and you 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 do to them more badder things and oh it was it was a horrible time um I know I could have just asked my dad and he would have gave it me but what a failure I already felt like I was and that would have just made it worse so I didn't and um I went round a friend's um she knew about it and she had a credit card at the time and she she used it she she transferred I think the money to a bank and then I paid up um but I ended up got getting the f- some of the fees removed so I ended up paying 140 I refused to pay the last bit because I said to them that that was very unfair I got 30 quid still 140 quid you know for a 30 quid fine that I embarrassingly couldn't pay because I was dumb and didn't figure out the rules of this stupid bridge, um, I say I was dumb, lots of people didn't, so we're not all dumb, I think they just didn't have a good system back then, um, it was a horrible time and it's, um, it's something I think about all the time, like, now when I get bangs at the door, it's the first thing I think of. Like, if somebody comes over and I, I don't know who it is, I actually panic so much. And I'm not sure if that's ever going to go away. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. One that I pray that no one really has to ever be in. And if you are, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I hope you, you can find your way out somehow, some way. They're horrible and they don't ever go away. You know, they, they came round, if I remember. I think they came round three days on the bounce and they, and they came round in the middle of the day and then they came round a bit later and then they actually on the last day. And I was fuming about this. They came round quite late at night. Now, apparently they can, they can up to nine o'clock, I think. And it was something like half eight. And I actually thought. <laughs> At the time, it was a guy I was seeing. I ran to the door thinking, oh, he's surprising me. I started getting hopes of flowers or something. And I just saw the, the Medicaid and I thought, for God's sake. Um, I think they knew I was in the last time. Um, I actually called them um, the day before I paid up and said, I didn't answer the door to you. And he was dead aggressive on the phone, the man. And he said, why? I said, because I'm a woman on my own, and I'm I'm scared, and he's like, well, there's nothing to be scared of, but we have a bill to settle, and we need to, we need to settle this, and I said, well, I'm not letting you in my home, and he was just like, he was, he was arguing, he was giving me shit, um, I think I cried on the, on the phone to him as well, and he was just so rude, um, and yeah, I think they were from Marsden's, um, do you know, it's horrible, I just, I feel a bit off even just thinking about this story, like it's weird how it brings like the memory back, but you know, I'm, I'm posting this because I think I just want anyone who's in this position or, you know, if there's anyone listening that, if there's anyone listening, if there's anyone listening that is in that position, it's horrible. And I, I just honestly felt so much like a failure. And even now when I think about it, I think it's so embarrassing and it is, but you will, you will be okay, you'll get through it, and it, I just pray you've got someone around you that can help like I did, and I'm never going to get in that position again. I've, uh, you know, it, I don't care what I have to do, I will never be in that position again, but I do, um, my heart goes out to anyone listening who's who's in this position, because it's, it's just shit. It's, you know, you're waiting for the door, you're praying you're not in, you're praying you're in, but you can hide. It's just, it's horrible, um, and I know... <laughs> debts have to be settled, and I know things have to be sorted out, and I get that, but I just don't know sometimes if bailiffs are the right way, because they cause so much anxiety in people, I'm not so sure if if they really, truly work bailiffs, because they just half the time, and people do obviously lose some of the stuff, and that upsets me as well, and it's just, I don't know, um, This has been definitely a bit of a weird podcast because I feel like I'm half trying to give you facts and tell a story and help people. But I'm kind of just sat here like feeling very sorry for myself, reminding myself of this horrible story and time that I went through, which, and you know what the most embarrassing thing was? Like I couldn't even really tell anyone. Like I told my mom and I told like two friends and that was it. Um, I used to think to myself, God, imagine if, like, my dad knew that, it just, part of me thinks, I bet he'd just think, God, what sort of daughter have I raised, like, that can't even just sort shit out, like, I used to feel so embarrassed of it, and it it is hard, because you try and not think of it, because it, it it kind of reminds you of a time where, like, you you made all bad decisions, and back in this time, which like, it's not even that long ago, but I've grown so much since then. And I've done so many different things since then. But yeah, it was, um, I just, I just really do send love to anyone who's struggling. And if you're going through a hard time, know that things do get better. Sometimes you don't have any, anyone to save you and you have to save yourself. And I was very lucky I had someone to save me, but I, I want to be able to save myself now. And it, if if that ever happens again this time i'm going to make sure i do save myself because i'm going to make sure i make all the right decisions from now till then to to do something better but i'll tell you what i'm never driving over that bridge ever ever again in my whole entire life that's one thing i'm sure of um and actually i did drive over the bridge once accidentally i paid it straight up and um Let's pray that no one ever comes knocking at my door. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Um, Sorry if I've been a little bit emotional or I don't even know how it's going to sound. I don't even want to listen to it back. Um, But I do hope this helps somebody. Um, And before I I post it, I'll make sure if anyone's a bit anxious about bailiffs, maybe, I don't know whether it's wise to listen or not really, but um, know your rights you know, if your doors are locked, you actually, you can deny them access until you can figure something out. Um, depending on how long they've been trying to get the money, sometimes they can, I think, enter your property against your will, which means break the door down. But I have been told they only do that when you've really, really, really got into high levels of debt. And we're talking big levels of debt and they've tried and tried and tried and tried and that's that's a very kind of like, I don't hear that much. Most of the time people actually open the door to them accidentally or people let them in not really realizing what what they can do once they're in because once they're in they are legally allowed to take your things to the equivalent of the debt but I think they still have to try and sort it out with you cash wise so it will always be a case of they'll see if they can sort the matter out and then it it boils down to the stuff now you can depending on like now I'm getting into facts and I'm also going over 15 minutes um if you have stuff in your home that isn't yours so for example if you can prove that it's not yours or on some level try and prove it's not yours technically they can't take it so In my flat, I have a laptop which a friend bought me, so I I can prove he bought me that, so they couldn't take that. I've got a TV that a friend gave me, I can prove that she gave me that, so they can't take that. Stuff like that's going to help you as well, but you're going to have to make sure you can back it up with some level of proof. You can say, well, it's technically not my property, so you can't touch it. The debt is with me, so you can't take these things. But again, do your research, don't answer the goddamn door, that's my, if, if you really are struggling and you know you can't pay it, don't answer that door and buy yourself some time to get out of the problem, um, because once you let them in, you kind of just got a new problem there, that's my advice, someone might hear it and disagree, but I know I solved it the best way I could, if I'd have let them in, I actually think they would have just started taking stuff, because I I would have said, well, I can't pay it. And they would have said, can you borrow it? And at the time, I didn't know if anyone had the money to lend me. So I would have gone, no. And then they would have took my stuff. So don't let them in. Always keep your doors locked and your windows locked. Because you should do that anyway. And it just stops it. I mean, I leave my door unlocked sometimes. And I get like this panicky moment where I think, shit, I'll just lock it. Just in case. And I think it's just an old habit I've got, but I'm going to go because I've waffled. And this has definitely been, it's been a bit of therapy for me, I guess, maybe saying it out loud, um, that I'm not a failure. And I have made some messed up decisions, but I'm definitely getting better. And that's the most important thing. And to anyone listening, so are you. Um, I hope you all have a great day. Uh, My love to you all. And hopefully I'll do something interesting on another podcast, um, there's so many stories, which one to tell, um, but yeah, love to you all, bye.